It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's up, everybody? I am thrilled that you're here hanging out with me on the podcast and making this deposit into your tank, because that's really what this is. You know, every time you press play, every time you open up a powerful book or you jump into a conscious conversation, you are making a deposit into your tank. And it's those, those little deposits, those, those, those moments of loving on yourself that really allow you to step into the world and be the most powerful version of yourself. You know, that's what it's like to be in flow. And in flow is where the abundance lies. And in flow is where the love is. So I appreciate you making that deposit in your tank. And really in doing so, you've made a deposit in my tank. So thank you so much. (laughs) I also wanted to throw a little bit of gratitude towards a listener who sent a really fantastic email. And that is to Christine. And Christine, I am just so grateful, really grateful at the amount of care and time that you put into your email. I mean, you really went in and you gave me some some amazing feedback. Uh, you, it was very helpful. Your ideas were, were awesome. Your, your comments and your observations were spot on. So thank you so much, Christine, for one, just emailing me in the first place, and two, really putting in the time, the energy, the care in your email. I am so, so appreciative of you. And if anybody else out there wants to get in touch with me, they can do so at mattcbivens at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from you. And lastly, uh, I do want to share that I actually want to learn more about you. You know, I want to learn what it is that you're interested in. I want to learn what topics you want me to cover, what potential guests you want me to have on the show. Um, I also want to learn what you don't like about the show and, and what you'd like to see changed. And you can share all of that in the survey that I'm currently doing right now over at matthewbivens.com slash survey. And it takes just three minutes. I've actually timed myself going through it, and it's only three minutes. And it would really, really help me to continue to craft a show that provides the most value to you. You know, because this thing really is for you. And I, I want to continue to make something that 
you look forward to tuning into each week. And so one way to do that is for me to know a little bit more about you and you know all the things that I already said. So you can go over to matthewbivens.com slash survey and take three quick minutes to fill that out. And again, I'd be so appreciative. That'd be awesome. So today's episode is very cool because it was inspired by a, a recent event that I experienced. And this, uh, this event happened just a couple nights ago, Tuesday night. And uh, it was at Play Camp. And Play Camp is the weekly group fitness class that I run here in Atlanta out of, out of the Your Day Playground Gym. So if you're in Atlanta, by the way, if you live anywhere near Atlanta, then come check it out. Play Camp is 100% free. It's from 6 to 7 p.m. every, every Tuesday. And uh, if you're interested, hit me up and I can give you more info on that. So we're in Play Camp this past Tuesday. And there was just a fantastic example of watchers, watchers, and the influence and the impact and the ripple that your decisions have on other people. So I want to share the story and then I want to unpack the lessons uh, because these lessons are something that we can all apply to our lives. And I think it would, it's very important that we're all aware uh, of the fact that we have watchers and that we are watchers. So let me, let me get into it a little bit and that'll make some more sense. So it's Tuesday night and you know this hour-long class, we've got about, I think we had about nine people there this past week. Um, and you know it was, it was a great class and, and each week I invent some new exercises. So the first half of the class is always the same. There's a cardio element to it. There's a stretching element to it. There's four core exercises that we go through. And then the second half of the class is where I invent some sort of circuit. Um, and it's always different. And uh, that's really where I get to have fun. I actually, I call that portion the play portion. And so for this week, I wanted to do a partner play. And so I had everybody pair up. And then I put them through maybe five different exercises. And one of the exercises I, I chose, um, I wanted them to have fun. And I wanted them to really be in the spirit of play. So I chose the wheelbarrow exercise. And I think most of you uh, know what I'm talking about. It's, it's something that we've probably all done when we were kids, but that's where one partner stands up and the other partner gets down in sort of a push-up position and partner number one grabs partner number two's legs and lifts the legs up. And so partner number one is on their hands and you are, you are really a human wheelbarrow. And so the exercise was, you know, jump in the wheelbarrow position and you would go down to the end of the gym, turn around and come back. The space is not huge. Um, and so that whole, you know, each person going down and back might take two minutes. So it's pretty quick. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. However, the wheelbarrow does uh, present some, some cool opportunities. <laughs> I like to use that word. Opportunities to relate to being uncomfortable because we don't do that sort of exercise very often, you know, in our day-to-day lives. We're not in that position very often. So when you're asked to, to jump into that, it's going to require some muscles and some movements that you may not be used to. And so it really presents an opportunity to, to relate to the stress because your body is going to go through some sort of stress. And, you know, I really, I really believe that our health and fitness reveals our relationship to life. And that a gym is a fantastic place to practice improving our relationship towards stress and to practice being comfortable in discomfort. Because what we do when we go into a gym, whether it's lifting weights, whether it's doing you know, body weight exercises or jumping on a treadmill you know, or a bike, whatever it is, we're putting our body through stress, either acute stress or chronic stress. And when we put our bodies through stress, we're asking ourselves to relate to that stress. And we all have different ways of relating to it. Some people relate to stress by gritting their teeth and twisting up their face and holding their breath. And that's how they were taught how to relate to stress or that's how they, that's the model. You know, that's the example that they saw. And so... What's fascinating is that I've observed this, the way that you relate to stress in a gym setting, you know, if I put you in, a, in an exercise, the way that you relate to the stress of that exercise is very, very similar to how you're going to relate to stress when you're out in the real world. You know, the stress of your work, the stress of uh, finances, the stress of, you know, being a parent. And so when we're in a gym, it's just a really great opportunity to practice those things. And the breakthroughs that we make when we're in that gym setting, they do translate. They absolutely translate. So when I put the play campers into the wheelbarrow exercise, you know, I'm asking them to relate to some stress, some different types of stress. Because again, this isn't an exercise that we do. And you know, it's, it's something new for a lot of people. So this particular day, there's nine of us. So I ended up pairing off with the odd person and um, I was engaged in exercise and I was just sort of paying attention, you know, I was, I was kind of split in that moment, um, paying attention to what the other play campers were doing. And so I see one pair go off and they do the wheelbarrow and they do it fine. You know, they go down and back. And then another pair goes off and they do it down and back. And then the third pair comes up and they get into the stance and I can tell that it was uncomfortable. And I can tell that, you know, they were, you know, not enjoying or not being able to relate to the discomfort in an, in a powerful way and so they chose to change the exercise and so instead of the wheelbarrow they decided to do a crab walk and you know crab walk is where uh, you're kind of in a in a backward seated position your hands are on the ground your feet are on the ground you lift up 
your pelvis, and you sort of shuffle backwards. So they decided to do that instead of the wheelbarrow. Now, keep in mind, I didn't give an alternative to the wheelbarrow. The people who come to play camp know that if there's something that you can't do, maybe it's because of an injury or whatever it is, you come to me and you say, hey, Matthew, can I get an adjustment? You know, and I'll, and I'll give you a different exercise to do. But this particular group, <laughs> this, this pair, just decided that you know, they didn't want to do the exercise, that it, it, it made them feel too uncomfortable, the stress was too much, and so they would change it. So they go off and do their own thing, and I'm just observing you know, because I have the attitude that we're all adults. You know, it was clear what the exercise was. I wrote it down on the board and, you know, they knew what it was. And so they chose to do something different. And I'm not the type of coach who's going to run up and, and yell in your face and, you know, demand that you go back and do the reps over again. You know, I let people sit with the, the, the consequences of their choices. And so with this particular group, I'm like, cool, you want to choose that? That's fine. And then... This is where things started to get interesting because the next group who goes up, they knew that the wheelbarrow was the exercise. However, they saw this pair just change the exercise and do something that was a bit easier. So they decided to change it, their, their own exercise and, and do something easier for themselves. And I'm like, ah, okay, the ripples have started. And then there was a pair that was already started. They had already begun. They were halfway done. And then they see that these two other groups decided to change, so they stopped. And they, in, in, in mid-exercise, they changed to the easier exercise to complete it. And it was at that point that I needed to say something. And so, you know, over the music and over some of the, the chatter going on, I, I said, hey, listen, group number one, I want you all to look around because there are other groups who are watching you they watched you change the exercise. They watched you decide that it was too uncomfortable for you so that you're going to change. And because you decided to change, they then changed the exercise themselves. They were influenced by your decision. So I just want you all to be aware that you have watchers, that someone is always watching you. Someone is always there waiting to see what you do and then they're going to make their own decision accordingly. Now, proceed. <laughs> I kind of, you know, made my statement, dropped it in there, and then backed away. And, you know, they, they got, they, they got the, uh, the lesson in the moment. Um, and they went back to the exercise and they gave it their best shot. And the other groups kind of gave a little laugh. And they said, oh my gosh, you know, we're, we're setting a bad example. And, you know, they all went back into the wheelbarrow. But in that moment... You know, it was, it was a fantastic example of watchers. You know, the fact that we do all have watchers and we're all watching somebody else. So at the end of class, we always wrap up when we get into a circle. And uh, I like to ask everybody what their experience of, of the class was. And we go around and we share magic. You know, we talk about ways that we've influenced ourselves in, in, in powerful ways over the past couple of days. And so I wanted to bring that, this, this incident back up and I wanted to say, you know, listen, it's, it's important that we shine a light on that because again, what happens in this space is going to be reflective of the way that we behave when we step out of this space. So the fact that you all decided to, to change the exercise 
you know, because you felt uncomfortable, because you didn't enjoy the stress, you didn't enjoy the feeling of the new stress on your body, on your muscles, you decided that, you know, and, and really, it comes down to those beliefs, those, those, the inner dialogue that we're having. It comes down to fear. So you chose to give in to your fear in that moment and do something that allowed you to feel more comfortable, do something that was safe. And because you did that, you gave other people permission to do the same thing. You gave other people permission to act in their fears and to stay in their fears as opposed to step into the exercise, experience the stress, and create the opportunity to grow. So let's all just be very, very aware that A, the decisions that we make ripple beyond us. And we know that. We all know that, you know? It's something that we hear all of the time. However, if we don't take a minute to spot the examples of it in our life, and not just the the good examples, you know, not just the, the, the altruistic examples, but the examples when your decision to play small, your decision to remain fearful, impacted somebody else who may not have chosen to play small or be fearful in that moment, but because you gave them permission to, they decide, okay, it's all right for me to do the same thing. And so it's so important, and that's what I really wanted to emphasize to this group in particular, that it's so important to be aware of that, to understand that our, our decisions you know, have ripples. And then the second thing is to just understand that people are always watching us. They're always watching us. And it's not always who we think is going to be the obvious person. You know, you, you think that if your spouse, you know, they're watching you. Your kids, obviously, they're watching you. Your friends, to some extent, are going to be watching you, right? That's what we all think. But how about that coworker that you've never talked to, but you pass by in the hall and you might give a little nod to? Well, they're watching you. They're seeing the drink that you have in your hand. They're seeing if three days out of the week you're walking in with, you know, a soda versus, you know, something else. Or, or they're watching your habits, right? And how about your neighbor, the one that, you know, you may have gone over for the 4th of July barbecue, but that's it. You know, they're, they're observing and they're seeing things that are going on. We always have watchers. And it's so important for us to be aware of that. And, you know, this, this example that, that went down on Tuesday, it gave me an opportunity to reflect on when I've been in that position. When I've been in the position of, oh, okay, someone just gave me permission to step out the back door. I'm going to take that. And so for me, it was about, I want to say four years ago, um, it was when I first joined the small accountability group that, uh, that I had been a part of uh, for a while. But it was the very first iteration of this group. And, you know, Sarah and I joined and, and were in the group for a couple of months. I don't think it was more than maybe six months. And then the leadership of the group decided to stop. They decided to quit and and to actually move. And so as soon as the the leader and the co-leader stepped out, you saw on, you know, you could literally see in that meeting that on the faces of the other people, well, 
now we have permission to step away as well. You know, and this group is about holding one another accountable, holding each other accountable to living the life that we say we want to live, to being the person we say we want to be, to showing up powerfully for ourselves, you know, to, to play for greatness. That's what this group is about. And so as soon as the leaders stepped out, it was very fascinating how all of us, myself included, decided to step out on ourselves. And, by, and what I mean by that is we just didn't continue to meet. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And so, you know, we would meet every, I don't know, Wednesday or something. And so the Wednesday happens where the leaders say we're leaving. And then, you know, a couple of days later, we're kind of all still sort of spinning from the impact of, of, of that departure. And then the text messages start to go out that following week. Like, hey, are we getting together? Hey, what's going on? Hey, this or that, you know, and... It's actually worth me saying that when we started the group, we signed up for 18 months. We made an 18-month commitment. We said, okay, yes, we want to be a part of this group. We understand that it's 18-month commitment. We're going to see it all the way through. That's what all of us committed to. So the leaders leave. Everybody else is sort of wavering. This text message thread is going out. And I said to Sarah, you know, we're not going to go this week. We're not going to go. You know, so-and-so and, and, and this other person aren't going to go, so let's just, we're, we're fine. We won't go. And we didn't go. And so, you know, the, the, the day of, of the meeting that would have happened comes and goes and nobody shows up, nobody met. And so the following day, I get a phone call and I get a phone call from the man who sort of started all of this. And he said, where were you yesterday? And I was like, oh, well, we didn't meet. He's like, I know you didn't meet, but where were you? I said, you know, I decided to stay home. He said, why? I said, well, so-and-so and so-and-so stayed home. You know, the leaders left. You already knew that. So the leaders are gone. And then these people decided not to go. So I said, Sarah, we're not going to go. We don't need to show up. And he said something to me that really stuck with me. You know, he's like, you made a commitment. And you show up no matter what. It doesn't matter if you're the only people there. Because you're showing up for yourself. You're showing up for yourself. And when he said that to me, it, it, you know, it, was, it was almost like, it was that like sinking in your gut feeling like, Bew. because I knew I had failed to show up for myself in that moment. I, I knew that I decided to play in my fears. 
You know, I knew that, that I took the back door, that I was wanting some sort of excuse to not go to this meeting and to, you know, just blow it off. And as soon as I was given the opportunity, I snatched it up and I took it. And I felt like crap. You know, it, it felt terrible. However, it was exactly what I needed to hear. It was exactly what I needed to hear. Because it, it really did resonate with me and it really got me thinking about the commitments that I make. And in this case, it was a verbal commitment. You know, I said I'm going to show up for 18 months and do it. However, it really made me take notice of the nonverbal commitments that I've made as well. For example, with, with the Tuesday night play camp, that's a nonverbal commitment. Coming to the play camp is making a commitment. When you step in those doors and you lace up your shoes and you say, okay, I'm here to play, you're saying, listen, I'm going to show up and I'm going to, to the best of my ability, go through whatever it is that you, Matthew, give to me. You know, that's the nonverbal commitment that people make every single week. And so me stepping out on this commitment made me take stock of, wow, am I, are there other places where I'm stepping out on commitments? And there were. Because what I was doing when I decided not to show up for that group is I was just playing out a pattern. You know, because the way that I was showing up in that arena was the same way that I was showing up in other areas of my life. So when I was called out, it gave me an opportunity to, you know, take a step back and and look at that behavior and ask myself, what, you know, where is this coming from? Why am I doing this? What's the impact of me doing this? Because inevitably, the decision that I had made, you know, was felt by other people on that text message thread when I said, Sarah and I aren't coming. I gave somebody else permission to not show up, you know? Like, I followed the lead from the person in front of me, and then I made my decision, and the people behind me made their decision. Like, there's a huge ripple. There's a big impact from that. And I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. And, you know, that was, what I say, four years ago. And I, I, I can't say that I've been 100% on every single one of my commitments for the past four years. You know, I, I won't sit here and be like, and I've never done it again since then. <laughs> However, I've been very, very aware. I've been so much more aware of the commitments that I make, the verbal and the nonverbal commitments, what it means to make those commitments, what showing up inside of those commitments look like. And, you know, the fact that people are watching me. I've been very aware that people are watching me. Because I had no idea that the leader of, of these groups was watching me. I'm like, how did he know that I didn't show up for the meeting? You know, but people are watching. And so Tuesday night's play camp was just a fantastic example that folks are watching you and, and you're watching people. You know, you're watching someone else. And so the lesson for all of us is really to be, be more aware of the, the ripple effects of our decisions. And I'm not, I'm not here to tell you to judge your decisions, you know, and uh, judge the, the habits that you have. And, you know, if you walk down the hall of your work with the soda, it's like, oh my gosh, am I now giving 
everybody who who who's got you know maybe a food attachment to go ahead and just go wild it's like that's that's not what the point of this is the point of this is to create some awareness because i think it's with that awareness that you then are are able to have a little bit of space to make a decision that resonates a little bit more powerfully and so I, what, I, what I would love for you to do is to just take stock, you know, right? After you, you turn this episode off, just take, take stock of where in your life it's very clear that people are watching you. And then where are some of the areas where it may not be so clear to you? You know, where are the areas where you have observers, you have people who are, are making their decisions based off of the actions that you take? And where can you find examples of that? Because for me, I found that once it was brought to, to my awareness, you know, once the light w- was, was shined on that, like it, it really did change a whole lot with me. There was a, a shift in my mind, a shift in the way that I thought. And that's the, that's the space that I'm holding for you through this conversation. That there's some sort of shift some minor adjustment that happens where you think, okay, people are watching me. So let me just look at some of the decisions I'm making. Let me look at some of my habits. You know, when I, when I take all of my habits and I bundle them up and I look at them and take stock, do these habits lift me up? Do they, do they serve me? Are they rising my energy? Or are they bringing me down? Which way are these habits taking me? And then from there, you can simply decide. You can decide, do do you want to continue? You can decide, do you want to change some things up? And I think it would also be a a great thing that the next time you are in any sort of gym environment or any sort of exercise environment, for you to take stock of how you respond in the face of the stress. Because that's so important. It's so important. It, you know, it honestly deserves its own episode if I haven't d- done one on it already. But just understanding that, you know, when you're, when you're you know, doing some sit-ups and some crunches and you're, 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 <laughs> you have 20 more reps left, but you're hating every single rep that you're putting in right now. Like there's something that's happening within you. There's something that's being programmed within you as you're going through it, hating the experience. And it's important to be aware of that. It's very important to be aware of that. So that's what I wanted to leave you with in today's episode. And, you know, I, I'm going to be a little bit more uh, conscious of, of the watchers that I have. And sometimes it can be scary, honestly. Sometimes it can feel like you now have a lot more pressure. But I think it's also a fantastic opportunity to, to exercise and understand our influence because we're all influencers. You know, that's definitely a buzzword. I'm, I'm, I come from a marketing world. So when I hear the word influencer, I think of the people on Instagram with the 2 million followers who brands are trying to, to, to connect with them so that they can tap into the audience like, oh, that's an influencer. But we're all influencers. At a very basic level, we influence ourselves. You know, at that basic level, we are watchers of ourselves. And what's very cool is that we can inspire ourselves to choosing more powerfully when we choose more powerfully. Like seriously, 
you can create you know the the domino you, you can tip the domino and create that momentum within yourself with one simple decision because that one small decision creates a stir of energy within you that can then inspire you to make the next small decision which can then move to the next small decision right and you start to create a chain you start to create you know a pattern and then it starts to build into a habit within you and then it's something that happens sort of automatically you don't have to think about it so much but it really does begin with making one powerful decision so that's what I'm going to leave you with for today. I truly appreciate you hanging out with me. I really do appreciate you just spending time and going through this journey with me. You know, we're, we're here to create abundance. Not even create abundance, excuse me. We're here to experience and tap into the abundance that's all around us. You know, and to really tap into that love that's within us. So that we can experience life the way that we want to. So that we, we can create what we want to. We can manifest what, what we want to in all different areas. You know, in relationships and finance and health and everything in between. That's what we're here to do. And so I'm so inspired that you continue with me on this journey. And that you hold me accountable. You know, you listening every week holds me accountable to showing up. It holds me accountable to continue to step into the unknown, to continue to rep being uncomfortable, to continue you know, humbling myself and being okay in situations when I get humbled and, and I find out that I don't know something and that I'm continuing to, to be that student. It creates you know, the space for me to do that because then I get to come and share it with you on this, on this show, on this platform. And we all get to benefit from it. You know, it's, it's the, the tide that rises all ships. And that's what I truly believe is happening as we have these conversations. So thank you. Thank you again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for, you know, taking action in your own life. The big actions and the small actions, they're all important. They're all valued. And they all matter. So, my name is Matthew Bivens, and here is to you having it all. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.